Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new podcast called Gen Z Patriots. I'm your host, Kenny Kapikian, and we will be joined by a co-host in the next couple weeks. Um, until then, we'll, it'll just be me and uh, guests every now and then. Um, guests are always going to be welcome on this show, especially if you disagree with something we say on this show, then um, you can come to the front of the line as far as guests are concerned. Um, we're always willing to debate I think political discourse is the key to the future of this country. That is the most important part, I think, of the First Amendment. Uh, And I think that's the only way to advance as a country is to debate. Um, So both sides hear each other. Right now we have one side that tries to go move with fact and common sense. Uh, And another side that is overly concerned with feelings and how things make people feel and you can't really win an argument and what's happening right now is people on the right go into debate and try to win over the other side using fact and logic and that's fine both sides bring their own facts and whatever to the to the discussion But the left right now is coming into a debate or a discussion, not trying to win over the other side. They're coming in thinking they've already won the debate because they think that they are morally superior at the moment. I don't think that's true. I think everybody's entitled to their opinion. I'm an advocate for the First Amendment. Um, But that would explain why they're trying to take that away that's what it would explain why conservatives are being censored and that's why one of the reasons for we have this podcast um but uh we're also doing it because there's so much stuff going on in the world right now uh it's an election year so it's a great time to start one and i'm doing it also to fight for my country in any way that i can with uh two two of my best friends going into the military I can't sit back and not use my voice to advance my beliefs and this country's core beliefs. Um, And the reason I decided that I was going to do this is because I was listening to Tucker Carlson. I think it was back Wednesday or Thursday. um, And he was um, talking about something and it really struck me. Struck me is true anyway. So I'm going to roll that tape. And uh, I think you people can relate. Maybe the most important development in America in the last 30 years. It had nothing to do with Russia or Iran or Donald Trump, so they barely noticed it. But you probably did notice it. America's cities collapsed. Buildings burned. Law enforcement vanished. Criminal mobs rampaged unchallenged, stealing things and hurting people. Drug-addicted vagrants took over the streets, the parks, the public transportation. Anyone who could leave urban America did, and this happened around the country. In New York alone, many hundreds of thousands of people, possibly a million people, fled the city. Essentially, the entire tax base of America's largest metro area disappeared in just a few months. But here's the remarkable thing. Our political class said barely a word as it happened. Bizarre doesn't begin to describe the experience of that. Imagine you're watching Game 3 of the World Series and a spaceship lands on the pitcher's mound in Yankee Stadium. 
So you flip to CNN for live coverage of it. But CNN has decided not to cover it. They don't think it's a story. That's what it's like. You start to imagine you must be going crazy. And then you see the numbers and you realize that, no, you are not crazy. It is all entirely real. New York City is now moving toward historic apartment vacancy rates. San Francisco, long a famously overheated real estate market, is now facing a 50% increase in residential vacancies. People are running away. Moving companies say they can't keep up with the demand. So we're at a place where the country is burning down and riots and everything is uh, being publicized, but not in the right light. Um, you got sources like CNN, MSNBC, New York Times calling these things peaceful protests while there's buildings burning behind them. And I was uh, listening to Ben Shapiro. He was on the Joe Rogan show. Um, and no matter what you think of him, he said something that was true. And it was like, well, anything can be a peaceful, could be considered mostly peaceful. Um, yeah, O.J. Simpson was mostly peaceful, uh, is what he said. The Boston Bombers, mostly peaceful. I mean, except for, you know, when they were trying to blow up everybody in sight. Um, so there's that. But, uh, you know, the country has really changed in the last couple months. Um, New Year's Day, we wouldn't recognize this country. I mean, we would have been saying none of this stuff could be happening here. Mask mandates, uh, people isolating inside, people running scared from something you can't see. Uh, and it's, it's not a free country anymore. You go outside and you feel like there's rules. Like, government is overbearing on people right now. Um, and that's, that's what our founding fathers wanted to avoid. And I thought the Constitution would be able to hold up. And our rights as Americans would be able to hold up. But it seems as if our rights just go out the window the second uh, government uh, declares a health crisis, which it shouldn't be. Uh, rights are rights. Uh, if they can just revoke them, then they're not rights at all. They're just privileges that the government uh, that the government can just take away. Um so I'm doing this to combat that using my First Amendment right that I uh, that I heavily support. Uh, if you are capturing the video from this uh, this recording, um, my shirt says, "My rights do not end where your feelings begin," and uh, we're gonna try and hold true to that on this show, and we're gonna speak, keep talking until. Uh, until they stop us. Um, speaking of, I was uh, shadow banned the f last week on Facebook for a post about uh, Kamala Harris, I think. So I had to rewrite it. And I reposted it. Uh, I think people got to see it. I have no idea. Um, and the last reason I'm doing this, and it's because... I want to fight to defend the freedoms of this country in any way that I can. Uh, with two of my friends, two of my best friends in the world actually going into the military, I, uh, I can't sit, sit back and just let the country fade here at home. Um, so that's another reason I'm doing this. So I was on Twitter the other day and I saw a tweet from uh, actor James Woods.
uh, in which he's talking about President Trump, and he says, um, this is our last stand, folks, and here's your last defender. If they take him down, America is gone forever. So we're going to fight on this show. We're going to fight for the preservation of America, and we're going to fight for a Trump, swift Trump victory on November 3rd. Um, Donald Trump and Mike Pence will be going up against Joe Biden, and now he's picked Kamala Harris. Um, Kamala, I, I didn't, un, I didn't really understand the pick that much. I, she's got a lot of baggage, a lot of baggage. She's open to attack from the Trump campaign. Uh, I guess Susan Rice had maybe more baggage. Um, but Susan Rice has experience in the White House. Um, but uh, we'll see. Uh, I think Kamala Harris is more hated than Hillary Clinton was. So I don't really know what the Biden campaign was thinking there. Uh, I mean, we have Kamala Harris. I, I th she was a prosecutor in California who imprisoned... Think 1700 or 1900 um, low level marijuana possession uh, convictions and then proceeded to use those same prisoners as cheap labor for the state of California. And then when um, DNA testing became available to prove your innocence as she de declined them the right to prove their innocence using DNA um, her campaign should be done her, she ended with I think 1 or 2% when she was running for president uh, after stuff came out about her prosecuting career and whatnot. Um, so I don't know I don't understand she doesn't really have a ton of support in the Democrat party I don't I don't I really don't understand the pick. Um, I, I mean, all the other candidates really for the job were very unqualified, but that's the corner the Democrat Party backed themselves into by saying the vice presidential vice presidential pick would be a woman of color, a black black woman, um, and a woman. And turns out the Democratic Party doesn't have any very moderate women and women of color uh they're all pretty radical they're all pretty very far to the left they chose kamala harris and then their friends in the media the washington post and uh new york times and cnn uh praised the pick as oh kamala harris is a moderate she's anything but a moderate don't let them fool you you're being played people um so, debates. Are debates going to happen? Uh, I hope so. I, um, I'll i be very disappointed if they don't. I'll be cheated as an American citizen. I think these people are running for vice president and president of the United States of America. I think they have to take our questions. They're going to be our employees. I think we have the right to question them. Um, so, we'll see debates happen right now I think they've committed to three debate three presidential debates and one vice presidential debate debate um, 
Now, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a liar. Joe Biden lies a lot. A lot. On Twitter, he was lying about... I don't know if he's lying or trying to play the American people for fools. Um, He was talking about mail-in voting the other day, and he's saying, um, don't let the president uh, tell you that mail-in voting is bad and rigged when he just requested a mail-in ballot. Now, I don't know whether the American people are stupid or if he just thinks they are, but if you're requesting a mail-in ballot, that is a absentee ballot. And the president has said all along, absentee ballots are fine. I requested mine last week. Because um, I'm not going to be home, i got to vote by mail. Okay, But that is not the same thing as a mail-in ballot. An absentee ballot, you request, and it goes through first-class mail, and it's, it's, very, it's very safe. Okay, People have been doing it for years, and it's been effective and whatever. And in many cases, you have to have it in a week, two weeks before the election. What the mail-in voting is, is they're going to mass send out mail-in ballots to everybody on the voting list. Now, this goes to people's old addresses. Uh, in some cases, people are getting three or four with their names spelled differently. Mail-in voting is open to fraud all over the place. Um, and they're worried about foreign... Uh, rigging foreign countries rigging the election this would be the easiest way to do it they just have to print fake ballots it's really not that hard um, seeing as the party's already doing it uh, got half a million they found fake or uh, fraudulent mail-in ballots in Virginia um, New Jersey election primary election screwed um, with uh, mail-in ballots. So I think we need to stop that. I think the courts will stop, and I think he's going to fight them on every turn. So we'll see how that goes. Now, in recent news, we have institutional racism. This is a term that Kamala Harris and Joe Biden and the Democratic Party like to throw around. And we found institutional racism that does actually exist but not in the way that you would think, okay? The DOJ has found that schools like Yale and Harvard are promoting institutional racism, but not against who you think it's against, okay? If you are an applicant to Harvard or Yale or some of the other schools, prestigious schools, and you are white or Asian-American, you have a 1 in 10 chance, I think they said, of getting in over a black applicant with similar test scores. Um, personally, I think that if you have are the most qualified, you should get in. Okay, I'm not racist. Okay, If, if Asians are overwhelmingly the highest on... SATs and whatever else they measure by at those schools, then I'm fine with Harvard or Yale being completely Asian, okay, as I'm not racist. Now, those schools, they are racist, um, which is why if you are a African-American applicant 
and you score probably 200. I think they said 2 250 is the average test score difference between Asian Americans and African Americans that apply to Harvard. So an African American who gets into Harvard on average is about 200 points below the Asian American. Now, how is that fair? How is that not racial discrimination? It is. But they won't talk about it because it doesn't fit their narrative. Where's the ACLU on this? Nowhere to be found. They're fine with it. Fine. Moving on. Uh, Kevin Kleinsmith, a former FBI lawyer, expected to plead guilty um, to collusion uh, to screwed Donald Trump's transition, set up the president, and uh, try to overthrow a legitimate election. Um, scary stuff. Scary stuff. Um, we'll be looking into this, but um, let's go through Kevin Kleinsmith's history. Uh, he worked with Peter Strzok, who uh, worked for the FBI, um, and we already know he um, colluded with the Democratic Party to try to screw Donald Trump. Uh, he del- deliberately doctored a FISA, epi- FISA evidence that was presented to the FISA court to obtain a warrant to spy on the Trump campaign. This is not legal. And then he bragged about being part of the resistance against Trump, saying he would not allow Donald Trump to be take the presidency. This is trying to overthrow a legitimate election. We can't have this happening, folks. Um, the, these people were all together in trying to take down the president, and um, we got one guy right now expected to plead guilty and you better believe he is singing like a bird alright what else we're gonna go to 9-11 memorial lights show the city of New York said that the light show isn't going to happen this year because apparently it's too dangerous to turn on a light switch now is that the case Or is it really because two beams of light that appear where the World Trade Centers were in an apparent terrorist attack on our country, those, the remembrance of 9-11 unites us as a country. And as we know, things that unite us today, like memorials or church service or anything like that we can't have any of that now they need to be taken away but things that divide us like painting Black Lives Matter on 5th Avenue we need to we need to make sure more of that stuff happens because the goal is not to have a united country the goal for them is to have us divided no matter how many kids consider suicide, which is wild. One in four people from the, between the age of 18 and 25 have considered committing suicide in the last month. I'll leave you with that. We'll be back tomorrow. 
um, talking about the uh, mask mandate, Joe Biden. We're going to talk about Taylor Swift um, and a couple other things. And then Tuesday, Monday night or Tuesday, uh, we'll be releasing an episode talking about the election. We're going to go through an election map. Um, and we're going to talk about key states. And I'm going to be doing this with um, a good friend of mine who back in 2016, his map was off by one state. I think he missed the state of Wisconsin. So he'll be on. Um, all right, so we look forward to getting back to you. Sorry if this first episode was a little bit of a drag, but I just wanted to um, introduce the show a little bit and talk a little bit about current events. All right. Have a good day.